Welcome to Attention Talk Radio, your ADHD information station where we help those with ADHD pay attention to attention. With your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Topper. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. Our topic tonight, ADHD and expectations, part one, their nature. With us in our virtual studio is one of our favorite guests, Dr. Ari Tuckman. Um, again, this is the first part of a two-part series on expectations. Tonight we're going to be talking about the nature of expectations, and then we'll be talking about their impact on those with ADHD. Before we get into the meat of the show, we'd like to thank uh, uh, children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, better known as CHAD, for their support of our program. We're doing a little, little special here. If, uh, if you're listening to the show, we're going to give out secret words in our show. Just listen to it. Write down the secret word. And uh, if you listen to two other shows and write down the secret word and email us at attention at attentiontalkradio.com, the three secret words, what we'll do is send you a, a PDF copy of Attention Magazine and uh, send you the next edition when it comes out for you to sample it. Again, all you have to do is write down the secret words and email us at attention at attentiontalkradio.com. We've got a tip that Chad's going to share with you, uh, and we'll get into the meat of the show. Holidays can be an emotional roller coaster with family and your child who has ADHD. Remind your family members to stay focused and mindful and allow enough time to finish tasks. Use humor when appropriate and allow this time with family and friends to have teachable moments. Focus on positive experiences. To learn more tips, visit Chad's website at helpforadhd.org. Thanks again, Chad, for your continued support of Attention Talk Radio. For those that are not aware, Chad's the largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD. Uh, They're the ones that's on Capitol Hill that's advocating for our tribe um, and talking to the different regulatory agencies to make sure we get a fair shake um, in different uh, laws and uh, regulations and accommodations. Uh, we encourage our listeners to become CHAD members for the single reason a strong CHAD is a strong ADHD community. Certainly a membership, you get a lot of great member benefits, Attention Magazine, S-Expert, different uh, webinars and stuff like that. But again, the reason to join is not really for those benefits, but for the benefit of the ADHD community at large. You can learn more and, and become a member by going to chadd.org. Okay, tonight uh, our, our topic is, is, is we're doing a topic tonight, but I'm kind of a little bit different bent. Our, we're doing a two-part series on um, basically expectations, and what my hope tonight is that uh, Ari and I are going to have a, a conversation about expectations this year because on this show we like to pay attention to attention, and when you think about expectations, it's there, but it's really kind of invisible, and I really want to pay attention to expectations, um, kind of deconstruct a little bit so that uh, you'll be mindful of it, uh, particularly in this holiday season, uh, among other things, and, and really kind of throughout the year. Dr. Ari Tuckman uh, is a clinical psychologist who specializes in diagnosing and treating children, teens, and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. He's the author of three books, Understand Your Brain, Get More Done, the ADHD Executive Functions Workbook, more Attention, Less Deficit Success Strategies for Adults with ADHD, and Integrative Treatment for Adult ADHD, a practical, easy-to-use guide for clinicians. He's a frequent speaker and has given more than 300 presentations on ADHD and other topics. He's got over 100 episodes and more than 2 million downloads of More Attention, Less Deficit podcast. He's a former member of uh, Chad Board, and he's been the current um, co-chair of their conference. So I think this is coming up on the fourth year. 
Uh, he's a wealth of information, uh, really a thought leader in, in, the, in the industry and in the community. To learn more about him, just go to adultadhdbook.com. And with that, Dr. Um, Tuckman, welcome to the show. Always good to be here. All right, all right. So just let's kind of kick this thing off a little bit again. Everybody, our, our topic tonight is really mostly just to have a conversation to get you guys to start to pay attention to, pay attention to expectations. Um, it's come up in my practice recently where I've been uh, uh, working with people a little bit. It's amazing its impact. So I guess let's begin. Are to you, what is an expectation? Sure. So, so I think expectations just – like every moment of our day, we have expectations. And some of them are sort of big and amorphous, and some of them are, are small and rather concrete. So you know, expectation is really just the idea of if this happens, then that will happen. So <clears throat> let's use like a very simplistic example. If I'm holding a ball and I let it go, I expect that, that ball will fall down towards the earth, right? So like that's just in the most simple way that's an expectation. And, you know, unless you're like on the space station or unless the ball yep. is a balloon filled with hydrogen, you know what? Almost every single other circumstance, that is what's going to happen. Um, now, you know, if you're a baby of a certain very young age, you don't actually have that expectation. So when the ball falls and bounces, that's actually kind of neat. And you see them light up and smile and giggle. And that's like a really cool trick that you just did for them. So, um, so like we take certain expectations like that, perhaps for granted, but if we go beyond sort of the laws of the natural world into kind of a bit more like amorphous social world situations, you know, we have expectations mm -hmm. also about what other people will do. We have expectations about what we ourselves will do. And unfortunately we are, um, I don't know, should I say often? We are, we are sometimes disappointed both in others and ourselves in the sense that, you know, others and ourselves don't always do those things that we expected them to do. I like, I like how you frame this, this out. Real quickly, I just looked up on the Internet, expectations a strong belief that something will happen or, or uh, be the case in the future. So it's an expectation or belief that something's going to happen. And I like the – the, uh, the physical analogy, and then you talked about more social type stuff, and you know, those expectations of the physical world that a ball will fall or something like that. We ha I mean, we have expectations every day on something like that that's relatively small, but I think when it comes to the social side of those expectations and the expectation of the behavior of others, I think it gets really kind of crazy because I think there's a lot of implicit expectations that are invisible that people don't talk about that right. really are the fabric of our world and really the meat of the show is to begin to realize is that we have all kinds of expectations, even expectations we haven't thought of that are implicit, explicit socially that really kind of drive our rule, world and drive what we're paying attention to. Make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, so I think that this is where the idea of paying attention to expectations becomes so powerful. And, um, you know, certainly in terms of therapy, I mean, this is a lot of, kind of what gets done, um, certainly in terms of coaching as well, at least certainly as you do it, I would think, maybe not necessarily as everybody does it. But, um, but yeah, I mean, and the thing of it is, as much as people just totally take for granted things like that ball will fall towards the earth, you know, 
we get locked in to certain other expectations. So like, for example, someone might have an expectation that, well, of course people are going to be on time. I mean, that's just what you do, right? Yep. Unless you're like, you know, somehow detained beyond your control. Like that's just a thing that people do. They get places on time and they are almost as offended by somebody being late as they are by a ball falling up towards the sky or something, you know, like there are people who are like that and hopefully we're not quite all so rigid, but, but we do bring at least most of that kind of expectation and then the sort of reaction that follows when things in the social world don't follow what we are expecting them to do. I like I like what you said. And there was an article that I kind of picked up that's kind of funny because it had this quotation: "Expectations are predetermined resentments." Um, right. you have an expectation that somebody's always going to be on time, and they're not. It, it becomes a resentment because they didn't fulfill their expectations. And that's being on time. Is you know the world is is kind of run by time. But I want to share an experience, um, and then we'll kind of go to a break and kind of come back to this. Is I'm I'm working with a, a couple guys that are executives at an organization and. Um, one of them is exceptionally brilliant. I mean, the kind of brilliant that is just, you're just in awe of. He sees things that I just, it's unfathomable to me that he can actually pick up on these things. And it's funny because he's interacting with the regular world, and his normal is his normal. He doesn't know. This hmm. is how other people think. He's got really nothing to compare it to. And it's so clear in his head, things that really make some sense, that he has an expectation that people understand what he's talking about. And in coaching him for like the last several weeks, it's been funny because it's been it's been crystal clear that the guy's off the charts brilliant. I mean, he's part of the .01% of the world, and it's been fun to kind of point out to him his brilliance in some different ways. And it's funny because he has been so frustrated in work and other things because he had the expectation that everybody else will get it. And now that we're, he's starting to begin to see that he doesn't think like everybody else, it's changing the game because he's changing his expectations, this implicit contract that he has that everybody else is going to understand what he's saying. And by shifting that expectation, it's changing the dynamic kind of completely because he's not as frustrated and not as resentful of everybody because mm-hmm. he shifted that. And it's funny because when I was studying this, all, I think so many, so many shows that we've done together, actually at, underneath it all is really a lot of expectations and help of people shift what shift what they're paying attention to. And I think that's the, the crux of the, of the purpose of the show tonight is really to kind of talk about expectations and talk about how they really kind of impact our world. And that simple thing has been funny because I'm just coaching a guy and it's just a shift of his expectations because his world is his normal and he has an expectation. Everybody else thinks like that. You want to comment or right. add anything to that before we get a break? Yeah. So I think that this is a perfect example of um, sort of this idea that, Um, satisfaction is a function of expectations versus experience, right? So in this case, he was dissatisfied because his expectation was not being met by the experience of the people he dealt with. Now, your intervention did absolutely nothing to change the intelligence of the people he was dealing with. He got exactly the same stuff back from them that he got before you talked to him. But by changing his expectation, now all of a sudden, you know, they line up a little better. So, you know, I think like that's the power of taking a look at expectations. Now, obviously you don't want to set the bar in life so low that you'll accept anything because certainly 
you know, I have clients who come in that way and expect and then tolerate terrible behavior from romantic partners, family members, bosses, roommates, whatever. Um, so like that's not necessarily the goal to go all the way to the other end. But, you know, but having high expectations can really sort of torture us then when the world inevitably doesn't, inevitably and repeatedly doesn't live up to them. Very, very well said. I'm going to pause right there because I, I got something I want to segue when we come back into the, uh, the next section. Um, everyone, the secret word tonight is nature. Um, again, nature as in nature outside. Uh, uh, check out Ari's website at adultadhdbook.com. And with that, we'll be right back after these messages. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Hey, you parent or your kid who struggles with performance, motivation, or behavior? I'm Cindy Goldrich, parent coach and teacher trainer. Join me to learn how to reduce the chaos and stress and tackle issues such as motivation, setting boundaries, and increasing compliance. I've been helping parents for over 10 years through my nationally recognized parent workshop series, Calm and Connected. Join me for a live webinar, and it's now also available on demand. Go to ptscoaching.com to register today. That's ptscoaching.com. Transform lives as a professionally trained ADHD coach at the ADD Coach Academy. ADHD coaching is in demand, a calling, and a career. Learn how you can change your lives by going to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. The average annual cost of attending college starts around $25,000. Students who have ADHD are at high risk of dropping out because they haven't learned the critical skills they need to succeed in school. Protect your investment with an EDGE Foundation coach, specifically trained to help students with ADHD and Executive Function Challenge make the transition from high school to college. Visit edgefoundation.org to learn more or call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE to get your free college success guide. Make every moment count with Time Timer, a sensitive solution for ADHD time management. It shows how much time is left using a bright red disc that gets smaller as time passes. To place an order for a Time Timer, all you have to remember is timetimer.com. Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by digcoaching.com. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're having a great conversation with Ari Tuckman. Uh, we're trying to pay attention to attention in this situation, pay attention to expectations, and really trying to illuminate that for uh, for our crowd to really kind of study in this two-part series, we're talking about the nature of expectations, and the next one we'll talk about its impact. Um, before the break, um, I was talking about uh, just kind of pulling things together in terms of expectations. I have a personal, I have a quote, and then a personal experience. Um, an article I was reading off the, the Internet on expectations said, Expect, excuse me, expecting life to turn out the way you want is guaranteed to lead to disappointment. And it's interesting because we're talking about expectations and, and that and or resentment. And I, a personal story is back in 1992, I, w I qualified to, to compete in um, World Game Trials to see who was going to represent the United States swim team at World Game Trials. And I was in Mission Viejo, California. And I remember uh, getting ready for the meet. And um, I was in a hot tub uh, with a whole bunch of people. Steve Lunk was being one of them. And Steve was at that time ranked number one in the world in the 100 breaststroke. And he was making a comment, you know, he was getting ready for his race, and the comment was first is first and second is last. 
And it's funny because I kind of like that rung true with me, and I began to look at that in my career. And I went on. I, I made consolation finals. I didn't make the finals there. I went on to U.S. Nationals. I made consolation finals. I went to NCAs. I made consolation finals. I was actually ranked like 30th in the world at one point in time. And when I finished my swimming career, quite frankly, I was disappointed because I had this expectation that first is first and second is last. And since I never got first in the world, then it was a disappointing thing. And it was funny. My mother came to me one time and completely changed it all around because, you know, most people would be envious of what you were able to accomplish in swimming. And all of a sudden it all shifted for me in that moment. And I went from depressed to have the expectation that I took swimming as far as I physically could take it and mentally could take it and was grateful for it, was envious. And it's funny, ever since that time, it completely changed my mindset in the way I look back at that. And I go back to how disappointed it was for me not to enjoy the experience because I had the expectation that I had to be first all the time. And I think this happens all the time in life, Ari. Um, People are, are, are set up now, particularly with the media, to look at things a different way. You have an expectation of life, and it sets us up for disappointment and failure and frustration. Do you want to share your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, it absolutely does. You know, and especially, you know, like the, the common sort of, you know, horse to flog on this one is social media, you know, because people are much, much more likely to put their successes rather than their failures. So, you know, it creates this distorted sense of how other people are living. And of course, real life can't compete with what gets put up in social media. You know, in the same way that, you know, real life can't compete with what gets shown on normal, like TV and movies, you know, like nobody's ever cleaning or, you know, whatever, doing boring things or having, you know, normal stresses of life, unless somehow it's related to the main plot um, or it's some sort of incidental while there's some dialogue going on. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I think that it's important that we see social media as, as fiction more than nonfiction, you know, it's kind of like reality TV. It's, it's made out yep. to be real, but, but it isn't. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, but so this kind of brings me back, brings me to sort of the idea of, you know, kind of the phrase first world problems, you know, like yep. um, stuff like, Oh, my cell phone died. And now I have to wait two days to get a new one by FedEx boy, is my life difficult, you know? And it's like, um, wait a yep. second, there are people who don't have enough food and you have to go without a cell phone for two days, really? Like, that's what you're so pissed off about? Um, so, yeah, I mean, the expectations that we have really do determine how happy or unhappy we are. But, you know, I think it, it's probably worth kind of flipping to the, to the other side of this, which is that expectations are actually really important, Um you know, it's just a matter of how we use them. So like, you know, if, if you have total amnesia and every day you get out of bed and have no idea where you are, what's going on, what to expect next, like that's not good either. You know, like that's a different kind of a problem. Or, you know, people who don't have great social skills and can't sort of read the room and therefore don't know how to expect what is most likely going to happen next or don't know how to expect most likely what's the, how's this person going to react if I say or do this, as opposed to if I say or do that. So, you know, so expectations really are important. And my guess is that, you know, the client example that you gave this brilliant executive, 
you know, his expectations for other people understanding him are probably off, like they're inflated. But yep. I have to assume his ability to understand and therefore expect how the market is going to behave, how a client, you know, potential customer, how the competitors, how, you know, like that those in those ways, he's very good at knowing what to expect. And that's why he's so successful in what he does. So, so we don't want to give expectations totally a bad rap because they really are important to be able to navigate the world effectively. But it's just, it's like anything else. It's kind of dialing them in just right. And I think we're more likely to do that if we give a little bit of sort of metacognition, a little bit of attention to it and don't just sort of run on autopilot. So I, I, I love, I'm grateful you brought that in because part, the, today's show is not to say expectations of one another, but you have a good point. There's two sides of it, and you really need to be mindful of it, which is the purpose of this show. The next one is for people to sit there and begin to look at expectations and see how it drives lives. Um, so, much of, so much of the world is implicit in these social contracts and your expectations of others. Just to back up and say, wait a second, what are my expectations of this situation? And to pause and think about them in a more mindful way is, again, the, 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 the focus of the show and reason I think that's 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 really really important um, I want to go to another break but there was a there's a saying that I've heard a long time that really doves into the um, social media thing that you had talked about earlier that I'd like everybody to think about before we come back and that is you got to be careful comparing your inside with everybody else's mm -hmm. outside and I think that when you yeah. go on social media everybody's depicting this this amazing life and I got to tell you nobody's life is really like that out there maybe one or two but it's always a little bit different and I think that we begin to look at that type of stuff and form expectations of ourselves which kind of creates some difficulty so um, think about yeah. that we're going to go to break again tonight's secret word is nature uh, again nature is the secret word and uh, go check out Ari's website at adultadhdbook.com there's a wealth of information with that we'll be right back after these messages you're listening to Attention Talk Radio We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips. The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Make every moment count with Time Timer, a sensitive solution for ADHD time management. It shows how much time is left using a bright red disc that gets smaller as time passes. To place an order for a Time Timer, all you have to remember is timetimer.com. You can't go off to college with them, but we can. Visit edgefoundation.org to learn more how an edge coach can help your student reach their full potential. You can also call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE and get a free college success guide. Could hiring an attention coach really help you move forward? <laughs> Does a child get wet when they dive into a swimming pool? You can get started moving forward today. Just call Dig Coaching Practice at 813-837-8084 and schedule a free consultation. Tell us you heard about us on Attention Talk Radio and get 50% off your discovery session. For more information, visit digcoaching.com. Don't delay, do it today. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. 
Welcome back, everybody. We're here with uh, Dr. Ari Tuckman having a great conversation to pay attention to what we pay attention to with regard to expectations. Um, before the break, we were taught, I was kind of moving into implicit social contract, and that, that notion is that expectations are around us all over the place, and we have expectations of ourselves, we have expectations of others, and how others will behave. And what's interesting, Ari, is that a lot of these expectations are kind of like implicit social contracts that are never really discussed. And it's interesting because I've, I have learned over the years, you know, what's that saying? Ask for permission as opposed to beg for forgiveness. And often um, sitting down and having a conversation about something in advance so that there's an agreement takes a lot of the pressure off. And my point really is, is that, that sometimes we just have to pause and be and think about all the implicit contracts out there that we don't really think about, and even sometimes write them down so we can be, become aware of some of those things out there to be more conscious. What are your thoughts on implicit social expectations and their role in, in judgment and our behavior? Oh, absolutely. I mean, so much of what happens socially is implicit. Um, and, you know, that, that is kind of what social skills are, is the ability to sort of pick up on, understand, and then apply those implicit rules. Um, so, you know, and I think that this is where folks with ADHD kind of get themselves into trouble in a social sense, that, um, you know, as, you know, Barclay's famous saying about ADHD is that ADHD is not a disorder of knowing what to do. It's a disorder of doing what you know. So, like, people with ADHD know they should be on time. They shouldn't interrupt. If they say, I'll take care of that for you, then they should do it. Um, so, like, that's the easy part. But it's the actually doing it in the moment that gets much harder but then what happens is other people look at that ADHD person's behavior and filtering through the lens of these sort of implicit understandings, they then read meaning into it. If you're late, it's because you didn't care enough to be on time. Because when I'm late, it's because I didn't really care that much and I, doesn't, I don't care if I keep the person waiting, right? So like they put their way of being in the world onto the other person and then sort of filter it, you know, like filter it through that lens and then make assumptions about the person's character based on what their actions are. You know, I have having a huge flashback. Ari, I've referred to this show often a lot. Back, I'll never forget, it was like November 2010. We go way back. You and I are doing mm -hmm. a show about disclosing ADHD, and I've had a lot of people I say, you know, if you want to talk about disclosing ADHD, go back and listen to the show and listen to, you made the distinction between um, using ADHD as an excuse or an explanation and how right. it's much better as an explanation than an excuse. And we also, in that show, talked about disclosing symptoms of ADHD, not necessarily the diagnosis. And again, it was a spectacular show that I've used a lot in my business. And one of the, one of the, one of the things that you used when you were talking about the symptoms, disclosures like you're late, and up front explaining to somebody, hey, in the context of explaining excuse and symptoms and diagnosis to say, listen, I struggle with time management, 
Um, it's my cross to bear. I struggle with it every day, and I'm working on it. And, and making that statement was not to make an excuse. It's not incumbent on the other person to solve the problem, but you're disclosing the symptom. I have difficulty with time management, and it's no reflection on you, and I wouldn't be offended if you want to text me beforehand to make him, sure I show up. It's not your requirement of you, but if you want to, I'm giving you permission to do it because it's something I struggle with. And it's hitting me hard in that situation. We were talking about really just adjusting expectations of the other person and yourself to be able to manage that situation up front. And I think that's the power of having open conversations about um, this type of stuff. And at the end of the day, it does so much of taking the pressure off of the situation because you're, you're addressing what's in front of you, and then both people can, can deal with it in one way or another, as opposed to not talking about it and constantly banging heads. And I think that that, yeah. that, that notion – we're going to talk about this a little bit more in the next episode about um, um, dealing with um, expectations. But really getting that stuff out and getting ahead of it and having that conversation is so, so powerful because so much of it is implicit and not stated and so difficult. I'm sure your comments on that? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. So I think that having that conversation changes the expectation but also changes the implications of – sort of how someone interprets what happens, you know? So like, I don't know, I've got a client now who told the new boyfriend, you know, so my client has ADHD, told the new boyfriend, I am never on time. Like she just put it out there and told him because, I mean, here's the thing, like this is no secret because he's going to find out. Actually, he already did find out because she was late to something. <laughs> so like, you know, so it's not like this thing of like, oh, I don't want to tell him. It's like, you don't have to, you already have told, your actions have already told him. But by saying I am never on time, and then I'm sure obviously there was more of a conversation about like, I struggled being on time despite my best efforts, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, so it wasn't like she was just sort of being flip, like I'm always late, deal with it. Um, but it, it set a different expectation so that he then wouldn't get angry about here we go again. We said six. Where the hell is she? Um, so it changes his expectation of her to be on time or not. And I suppose, actually, like, he then has a choice about whether he wants to be upset about it. Um, and he can make that choice. No, we said six. Come on. Where are you? Um, or he can make the choice of, well, she said six. Let's all be honest. Like, six is never six. So I'm going to set myself up to do something else rather than setting myself up into an unhappy situation, you know? So like having the right expectations gives us the power then to sort of plan accordingly. And I've had lots of people through my office and of course I, I fall into the same camp and everybody else I know, but like, you know, people who are rigidly holding on to an expectation that just isn't working out, you know, but they won't give it up. Um, yep. So, you know, and that's then the expectation that drives their unhappiness. I'd either need to change, let go of that expectation or maybe change how it is that they're approaching their goal. Like that, that might be another option, but like doing the same thing that isn't working is unlikely to work the next yep. time. Absolutely, absolutely. So I, I, I can't help but but you're telling that story. This is a personal story of mine, but funny. There's a uh, 
there's a comedy club that's close to where I live, within walking distance. I go there all the time. And last year I saw a woman named Lynn Copland do stand-up who's got a Netflix special. You guys can go listen to it. And it's called We're Not it's – it's a female comic. And the, the title of her Netflix special is We're Not Crazy, We're Hormonal. And there's a bit that she does in the middle of where she's talking about guys. And she sits, you know, talking – and she gets in this kind of – she's sitting on the stool and she kind of like lays around. And she's, she's, in, she's talking about men in general. She says, this is not the posture of a complicated puppy. She's, and she goes on. It's like a lab. Labrador that just wants to just sit in the sun and think, sun. And then she kind of goes <laughs> on and, like, you know, every once in a while have a thought, like, starts, like, flopping her head around, like, oh, my ears are so heavy. And it was just, it was kind of a funny type thing, that bit that I thought was hilarious as a description of guys compared to women. So I'm teeing all that stuff up, and I started dating this individual, um, this girl, and, she, and she's female, she's got these expectations and stuff. And every once in a while she'll do something, and I just say, sun. <laughs> or, oh, my ears are so heavy. And it's funny because it's become a running joke, but it's interesting to me how it's adjusted her expectations over a period of time when there's something like over my head or there's expectations that I'm supposed to know things like maybe I missed something in a conversation. And it's just funny um, because it's adjusting that expectation over a period of time and changing those dynamics in really kind of a fun type of way and taking all the pressure off. Kind of like as you had described in a, in, a, in a different scenario with the time thing. And, again, I'm sharing this to illustrate how, how life can be so much easier in adjusting those expectations by talking about it up front, which we often don't do. So right. just a, just a, yeah, a it's fun making the story. Implicit, yeah, it's kind of making the implicit explicit, you know, by having that Absolutely. conversation. But, you know, some of this kind of reminds me just to sort of get stuck on this uh, idea of gender differences and expectations. But, you know, it's kind of like that book from, I don't know, 10 years ago, whatever, um, you know, maybe he's not, he's just not that into you, you know, so in other words, to not have this expectation that there are these big complicated reasons of why is he not calling or whatever, like, you know, like the premise of the book is that it's just much more simple, like, maybe he's just not that into you, you know, and then there was another yep. book, follow up, maybe you're just not that into him, you know, so again, like, Sometimes it doesn't need to be as complicated, but the problem is when we don't know and when we don't ask, we're left to fill in the blanks with our own sort of musings and assumptions, and they may not always be on track. Absolutely. So they might not be on track, and I want to go back to a couple of quotes, and we kind of pull this thing together, and then everybody stay tuned for the, 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 the sequel to this. But at the top, again, it was interesting, this article I read off about expectations are predetermined resentments, and that notion of that um, expecting life to turn out the way you want is you're going to guarantee to live to disappointment. And I think the point of today's show is really to get Ariane, which is a perfect guest, and just have a conversation about expectations to increase your awareness and mindfulness of this, uh, to begin to think about it every day, uh, that those expectations really drive a lot of your world, your thought, your happiness, and, and kind of things, and set that table um, for, for I really to, to illuminate it from an attention perspective. So, um, all right, any last comments or thoughts before we wrap this up? No, I've been holding myself back on the stuff about impact. So I'm looking forward to that part of it. <laughs> I'm anxious to do that too. So I tell you what, we're going to hold that for the next show. Everybody, our secret word tonight is nature, uh, N-A-T-U-R-E. And again, check out the Ari and his website at adultadhdbookstore.com. With that, Ari, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. Everyone, catch us next week for another great edition of Attention Talk Radio. Take care.